On Taiwan Talk this week, we hear from John Winter, Taiwan Country Manager for international recruitment company Robert Walters. He speaks to us about what brought him here and what he's discovered over the years about Taiwan's workforce. I've been lucky enough. I've worked in Australia and Singapore and, and, and obviously I'm from the UK, so I spent most of my working life there. But, you know, since I arrived in Taiwan, one thing that, that struck me was just sort of how diligent people are here, how hardworking people are here. You know, and that's just not necessarily talking about hours people work, but it's, it's the intention that people come to work. I mean, I've been lucky now. We've built our business to a size. And of all the people that I've had working for me, I've, I've been lucky to not have anybody that I didn't feel was, was really trying to give it 100% of their own effort. I wouldn't say Taiwan is the only country that, that, that has those sensibilities, but, you know, they particularly stand out more so than other locations that I've been in. Okay. Now, in terms of weaknesses, though, I mean, I've heard you sing the praises, and I think it's fantastic. But do they have any weaknesses that you've seen within Taiwan's workforce? I mean, I think just that point that I would mention there, I think sometimes the sort of humility that can come with being part of a bigger whole, you know, at times, you know, prevents people putting themselves uh, in the spotlight that little bit more and wanting to stand out as an individual. And again, that contrasts to perhaps the Western sensibilities that, you know, I come from where, you know, there will, people will be, you know, much more willing to stand out as an individual, which obviously has a correlation to, to those that are wanting to, to, you know, become more senior in, in their own careers and, and take on management responsibility. So, you know, it's certainly true to say that a lot of the multinational companies that we work with, one of the sort of more common pieces of feedback that we receive from them is that it, it can often be difficult to build succession plans. And, and, and from my own personal experience of that, it's not always that people don't have the ability to take on management responsibility. It's often finding those that are wanting to put their hands up for it and demonstrate, you know, a real desire to take on that responsibility. And, and I think obviously that's about standing out from the team and, and perhaps being a little bit more of an individual. The other thing I would, I would sort of have to caveat that as well is, and again, I'm looking at my other experience within Asia here and, and say that in Taiwan, people don't have as much confidence in, in speaking English. You know, it feels wrong of me to obviously mention that. I'm, I'm lazy in myself. My, my Chinese is, is certainly not the greatest by any stretch of the imagination. So, so I'm not one to comment on other people's language capabilities. But, you know, it's, it's certainly been something I've observed being in Taiwan that, you know, people having more confidence in speaking English, there will be more opportunities for people here without a shadow of a doubt. So it's most often the case that people can speak English, but it's just the confidence with which people use that. So very often, you know, when we have our overseas clients, when they initially interview candidates here, that might be a comment. It might be a comment about their ability to, to, to communicate effectively, certainly with regional offices in English. But often what they find is there's no people's usage is actually very good. It's just they don't have a lot of opportunity to do so. Other than language, what do you see are the most formidable challenges that Taiwan's workers are up against? If I just spin that question on its head a little bit first, I would say that look, the market dynamics in Taiwan, I have seen change over the last five years. Previous when I was here, it was always assumed that, you know, all ambitious candidates were going to have to go and work overseas. Obviously, there was a, a, a large outflow of the first five years that I was here, at least, uh, of candidates moving to predominantly China to go and further their careers. And I've seen that shift. And, and obviously, COVID has accelerated that change as well. The dynamics of the market in China are very, very different, uh, as well as people now 
that are even been in China, you know, often they're looking to, to, to relocate back to Taiwan. So I think that there are potentially more opportunities going to be here now for Taiwanese. Um, you know, we've seen during COVID, for example, that a lot of companies have increased their investments in Taiwan. A lot of those that are in the FMCG and consumer markets, for example, recognize that, you know, Taiwan obviously had a, if I put it in inverted commas, but a, a good pandemic economically. Um, you know, the markets remained open here and many companies were surprised by how robust, you know, their performance looked like here. And I think that has spurred a lot of companies to see what additional value they might be able to get from their operations in Taiwan. And therefore, they've invested a, a lot more here. There's also been obviously some geopolitical changes, uh, a China plus one strategy, which means that companies are looking to diversify, for example, their, their supply chains, as well as other you know changes, for example, in Hong Kong, which has all meant that there's been a growing number of regional positions in Taiwan that perhaps weren't apparent anywhere up until about five years ago. So the challenge for Taiwanese candidates is going to be about meeting those opportunities. And often, you know, I do have to state that, you know, language is going to be a part of that, as well as an international mindset, as well as being able to demonstrate an understanding of particularly multinational companies and the requirements of, of working in more uh, original position for them. Okay, you say a multinational mindset. What exactly do you mean by that? Multinational mindset. Well, I think some of that is obviously going to be about knowledge of, of overseas markets. You know, some of that is going to be about an understanding of, of different work cultures outside of Taiwan. And the reason I say that is that, you know, Taiwan is, has largely been a, a domestic market in terms of the types of roles, at least, that we recruit for here. And, and there hasn't been the same opportunities, for example, that there has been in, in locations like Singapore or in Hong Kong. But there's been a, a slow shift of that. And as I say, we've seen a growth of the opportunities in that type of space. So, so I think when I say international mindset, again, it's more about an understanding of things that are happening more within the region as well as internationally. Yeah, a lot of the questions I think people genuinely wonder about is, is do I need to do I need to be on call 24-7? I mean, yeah, look, I suppose if you break it down a bit like that, it's easier for me to talk to. I mean, what I can say that we see here is, is that, no, all of the roles that we work on, all of the positions that we work on here, none of them would require a candidate to be on, on call 24-7. So whether that is, is purely going to be manufacturing specific is another question. But certainly in, in all the, the type of clients that we work with, I think, you know, it's pretty obvious that you know, they, they have to offer the right type of work-life balance as most other locations are offering here. And, and, and you know, that support, as I say, go back to the fact that the, the government here has, has put in pretty stringent regulations that all the companies that we work with are very adherent of, which means that, you know, companies couldn't get away with that idea that someone has to be able to be able to work at the drop of a hat. Again, I, I wouldn't be I can't really speak to to the work arrangements that, you know, a lot of these manufacturing locations have. But in answer to the question is, if there is a concern that candidates are going to have to adapt that type of mindset, there are going to be plenty of industries outside and there's going to be plenty of industries where that is not a requirement. No, there is definitely a strong culture here of people wanting to be successful, to, to achieve, to generate solutions to problems. And often I think people are very self-driven to be able to do that. I mean, look, I think in, in my type of work, for example, I know that I'm lucky enough that I've got a, a, a management team here that will think a lot about their work outside of being in the office. You know, they'll be trying to think of solutions. And it's always surprising to me that 
any time I catch up with somebody, particularly in a leadership capacity here, someone's clearly always been thinking proactively about what they can do about issues that they're currently facing. There's sometimes a bit of a stereotype in Taiwan that, you know, everything is always very, very top down and people are unable to think of for themselves independently. And that, that's not been my finding at all, actually. You know, I found in my own business, as I say, that, that people will times have a perfectionist mindset that can work against them a little bit. But the positive from that, as I say, is, is that they are looking to get to a solution. And that might often mean, as I say, people are, are trying to think outside of work. They're trying to, to come up with solutions on their own. You were listening to John Winter, Taiwan Country Manager for international recruitment company Robert Walters. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Do join us again next time. Thank you for tuning in.